Hey, you guys, it is me, your sister, friend, cousin, daughter, next door neighbor, and homie, Lydia. We are back at it again, another week to discuss the progress of us growing into the best version of ourselves. And child, there is a lot that we have to discuss in the reach hangout. So let's prepare ourselves, okay, by by grabbing our beverage beverage of choice i don't know why my words are getting tongue-tied but i grabbing our beverage beverage tea of choice um for me it's gonna be water y'all already know and if you know you need a little something extra extra while you listening like a little snackity sneakity snack or whatever you want to call it go ahead and grab that too so we can tune in to today's episode called waiting yes waiting so let's begin A woman is always told for a man to find her, she must remain in the garden. Biblically, that's what it says. But when you say that, are you telling me as a woman and us as women that we must appear delicate, dainty, and desirable to get a man? Like we're an object, like we just have to sit there, wait and be pretty. Like what is the concept of waiting in the garden basically? Or, you know, we can flip it over to the other side of the spectrum. And, you know, you have people that maybe like, cause you know, anytime in life you ask for advice, you know, sometimes you go to people that you know have experienced things or maybe in the situation that you want to be in life. So you go to people that may be in a fully committed relationship or somebody that's married and, you know, they tell you all the good things about marriage, but then they also say, you know, you're not missing much or anything like that. Like trying to make relationships and marriage sound kind of off-putting in a way so we won't feel bad about you know just sitting here waiting for a man to get us and I know like as a friend or as a person that you know is giving the advice you know you want to make us feel better but always telling somebody who is desiring to be in a relationship whether it's a man or a woman that you know you you're you're okay you're not missing nothing like I've been married for dust amount of years and it takes a lot of hard work and commitment like you don't know how somebody is feeling so for you to just brush it off and make it seem like we're just complaining and everything else you know you get what I'm saying you know in your heart of hearts we know in our heart of hearts that we will be an amazing wife to someone's son or amazing you know husband to someone's daughter and no one can really remove that hunger from out of us but ourselves or God so you know you can say whatever you want to say to me you can do whatever you want to do but at the end of the day if I want to be with somebody I'm going to be with somebody you get what I'm saying? So it's kind of like off-putting for you to like make it seem like, oh, it's nothing. You know, marriage is nothing. Relationships are nothing. And you have somebody that's like maybe just coming to you for genuine advice. Like, I don't know what to do or anything of that matter. And they're like just coming at you like you tripping. Like, it's not that serious. You get what I'm saying? Like, I don't know, y'all. But moving around in that way you know we just have to continue to have the utmost faith trust and belief that it will happen in due season in due time and not let people's fears or not let people's opinions or not let situations you know stop us and detour us from getting to where we want to be in life with a companion 
or in general, because at the end of the day, your vision is your vision. Your desire is your desire. So if somebody looks at it and they don't like what they see, it's not their reason to see it because God didn't give them that vision. God didn't give them that desire to do the things that they are moving in life. So during this time of uncertainty, as I want to call it, to recircle back to the garden, what are we supposed to do in this garden that people speak about? Anytime, you know, you say you want to be in a relationship, anytime, any, like for case in point, just sit there and wait, he'll come, he'll come because, you know, men are hunters and everything else. Like your man will find you, your man will find you. And yes, biblically, it says in the Bible, the man that finds a wife finds a good thing. He cleans to her and everything else. Like, yeah, we know that we are supposed to be sought after. Of course, ain't nobody out here being loosey goosey, but it's like, what what are we doing? Like, you're telling me to just go sit in the garden. What am I doing in this garden, theoretically? Like, what am I supposed to be doing? Am I supposed to be doing more self-love activities so people can know that I love myself? Do I need to find a hobby? Do I need to read more? Or do I need to create distractions for myself until this person may come? Like, I don't know. Like, you telling someone to basically wait in the garden... It doesn't really put a bandage over the wound that they have or, you know, telling them like, it's okay, it's fine, you're not missing much. It doesn't bandage the wound that they have because you have to think about people who have been desiring for years or even decades to be loved. And, you know, the way society rolls, it doesn't make it easier in that sense, because anytime we're looking at ads or televised movies, shows, whatever, or just scrolling on social media, um, that's how they entice you, the feeling of, of a connection, the feeling of a bond, the feeling of a desire. And if you know that you feel like you're lacking in that part of your life, that portion, not from within yourself, because you can love yourself to the T. It's not the fact that you don't love yourself and you don't know your worth and you don't know your value. It's just the moment <laughs> and the fact that you could want somebody to be with you during that time, during that season. It's not like, oh, I will love myself less if I don't have anybody with me. No, baby, like trust and believe, you know, I love myself, but it's the desire of just hunger to be with somebody. And I'm not saying, you know, put your life on pause because you don't have nobody to live life with in that moment. But it's like, it can be a little disheartening and it's a lie. But, you know, sometimes we completely forget in this regard the work that comes into being in a relationship, the time that comes to being in a relationship, the energy that comes with being in a relationship and the effort as well. And, you know, it takes a lot because when you're building life with someone Sometimes that comes with disagreements and compromising and understanding that you do not have to minimize and lose yourself in the process to be with somebody. Like, yes, you can desire to be in a relationship. Yes, you can desire to have somebody to go to and everything else, but that shouldn't define who you are. You have to understand in that moment, you cannot be connected with somebody until you realize who you are as a person, who, to realize who you are just in life. Like, what do you want to become? What do you want to do? Because God is not going to send you somebody that you're not ready to receive and vice versa. And, you know, some people might say, bump it. Like, I don't care. I will trade in who I am 
as a person to be loved or to be with somebody, but it doesn't have to be that hard. It doesn't have to be that serious. I think when we give ourselves that time and that moment to center in on ourselves and begin to elevate and heal in life, the contents will set in for what you will not allow and tolerate moving forward. Like, you know your worth, you know your non-negotiables, you know what you will accept and what you not and what you won't accept, not just in relationships, but connections anything in life like stop dimming your light for others to shine in a sense stop minimizing who you are because this table is big enough for us to eat at everybody can bring their gifts everybody can network everybody can do the do the things that they need to do without minimizing who they are nobody is your competition stop looking at it as a competition like i gotta beat this person i gotta beat that it's not a competition we can all eat we can all eat it's just what we prefer to eat but we're all eating so we have to understand that okay god you got me in this time of singleness as i'm in this time of singleness what do you want me to do? And God tells you, just continue to work on yourself. Well, God, I don't know what that means. What am I working on? And then you ask God to open up your eyes to what you need to work on. It doesn't always have to be a physical feature, like just working on your spiritual, working on your mental, working on your emotional, because God is not going to send you hot mess. God never sends you hot mess. He always sends you the things that you need in that moment to help you grow, to help you elevate. So what makes you happy as a person? Because how you expect someone to come into your life and love you properly, if you can't even properly love yourself and let's remove any monetary sense like, oh, I love getting my toes done, my hand. Like, okay, boom. We everybody, you know, for the most part, like the self-care stuff. But if you can't genuinely unconditionally love yourself and say I'm fine with you know hanging out with myself going off or whatever or I'm fine you know making me some tea watching one of my favorite criminal shows like what how do you unconditionally love yourself if you can't look in that mirror and say to yourself I love me and I don't need nobody else to tell me that I love me. Like, I don't need my parents to tell me that they love me. I don't need my friends to tell me that they love me. Like, yes, validation from others are nice. But if I lack that and I never receive it, am I OK? Because I know that God's love me and God love trumps all love because his love is unconditional love. His love is kind. His love is sweet. His love isn't meant to hurt you. His love isn't meant to destroy you. So if I know God loves me, he's going to engulf me with the love that I desire for myself. So will you be okay to be in a room with yourself? And some people, and I used to be there to escape from myself, I would distract myself to escape from myself. I will put myself and hang out with certain people, do certain things so I don't have to face the music of me. And when I finally separated myself from those things and I really looked in the mirror and I realized how much I've been running away from myself and neglecting myself, the love that I desire within myself, so much better happened for me to say I can love myself unconditionally. Yes, it's nice to hear from others, but I know I love myself unconditionally. And it's not to be vain. It's not to be cocky. It's not to be stuck up. Like if somebody say, I love you, I know I love me too. It's like, no, I'm letting you know I love me too. 
it took me a while to love the person that I am. And I'm okay with that. Because at the end of the day, people ain't going to like you regardless. You could be the nicest person on earth. People going to talk about you, whether it's good or bad. And you have to learn to let that stuff go. So that's why we need to center in back on ourselves. What makes us happy? What can we do to evolve, to grow into the best version of ourselves? That's what we're supposed to do while waiting in the garden. We're supposed to be walking in our purpose. We're supposed to be perfecting the gifts that God has placed specifically in us to do. Everybody has their own birthright. Everybody has something like, yes, God, you know, God can assign a whole bunch of people to be singers, but ain't nobody going to sing the way like you sing. Ain't nobody ain't going to act the way you act. So, Whatever craft, whatever gift that God has given you specifically to do, we must focus on those things. So don't get me wrong. You know, it's like, well, you saying I should, I should, I should, but I'm doing those things right now. So I just don't understand. But have you ever just thought about maybe right now the person that you're supposed to be spending the rest of your life with is not ready for you? They're not ready to receive you. And, you know, you could say, man, that don't even matter. Like, I'm a ride or die. I'm going to stick beside them because at the end of the day, like, they're going to get to where they need to be and all this other stuff. But <laughs> what if in that season that you're begging God to send you your person, this person will speak to your insecurities? They're going to speak to them. They ain't going to nurture them. They're going to speak to them. They're going to be like, that's why you ain't got this. And that's why you act like that. And blah, 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 blah. They will break you down mentally, emotionally, spiritually, whatever. And then on top of that, they will violate all your non-negotiables. And they will use that half-given excuse that everybody used. This is who I am. You knew who I was before you met me. And da, 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 da. And if you can't handle me, then so what? I can go find somebody else. Do you really want that? Do, honestly, truthfully, do you really want that just to not be single anymore? Because that's something I wouldn't tolerate. You're not going to disrespect me. I done, my whole life, I done dealt with disrespect. And even, even now, you know, still evolving and still growing, you know, you will get to places in your life that you will be disrespected. And some things you can control, some things you can't. And that's one of the things I can control. I can control what I allow in my space and what I allow in my time. And I'm not desperate enough to deal with all of mess just to say that I'm with somebody, just to say that I'm in a relationship, just to say that I'm loved because love doesn't hurt you. And that's what we forget. Love isn't meant to hurt you <laughs> at all. So we have to say, you know what, God, let's chill out, because honestly speaking, because y'all know I'm gonna give y'all like a little story. I I was like that. I was that person. Well, I was like, well, God, I'm doing everything I'm supposed to do. God, I'm I'm doing like I'm building on me. I'm loving on me. I'm doing all these things for me, 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 me. And I just don't understand why you won't send me my spouse. I don't understand. I don't understand. And I remember one day um I was sleeping and God gave me this vision and y'all I felt like it was so real. I was mad at this man. I was in church or whatever. I was doing something. And I was mad at this man. The man was my, I guess I'm assuming the dream we was together and I wasn't talking to him, but in the dream, I couldn't figure out why I was so mad at him. And he proposed to me and I was kind of iffy about it, but I was like, you know what? Okay, cool, whatever. And we got married, turned to find out 
after I married this man, I realized why I was so mad at him in a dream because he was cheating on me. And when we got married, that didn't stop. He stayed cheating on me. That's one of my non-negotiables. I can't be with somebody to cheat on me. I get it for better, for worse. Some people can, you know, overcome that. Kudos to you. But I know what I desire. I know what I want. I know what works for me. And cheating is something I don't tolerate because I feel like at the end of the day, if you felt so okay with cheating, why are you with me? You could have just broke up with me. You get what I'm saying? Like, there's no need for you to cheat. I like people to be 110% real with me. So if you felt some type of way, if you felt like this relationship wasn't what you wanted or whatever the case in there may be, or you thought the grass was greener on the other side, just go ahead and end it here, end it here. That don't mean you taste the grass on the other side and you realize it ain't the grass that you wanted and you come back because <laughs> I ain't like that. But it's like one of those things of just, why? What's why? That's my non-negotiable. And God had to tell me that God was like, you know what? You keep asking me to send him to you, but I keep, you know, telling you he's not ready for you. So I had this, you know, switch in my prayer. And I'm like, well, God, you know, just continue to work on him and prepare him for me. So in right position and right time, we both can receive each other because you just don't know. You don't know who that person may be currently. You don't know what that person may be going through currently. And you just don't want to get the short end of the stick because you think that you're ready and you may be ready, but that doesn't mean they are ready. So we're playing the waiting game here. That's why this episode is called waiting. We're playing the waiting game. We're playing waiting for the things that God says that he has promised to us. We're waiting for someone who is respectable. We're waiting for someone who is honest. We're waiting for someone who is a good communicator. We're waiting for someone who's a good listener. We're waiting for someone who's a good nurturer. We're waiting for someone who is God-fearing. We're waiting on just waiting and many more qualities that you may desire in a life partner. We're waiting. We're waiting and we're not going to settle while we're waiting. We're not going to settle for anything less than that because it will be a disservice to you and also to the person that you're trying to hold on to because that person may not even be your person and you're blocking them to receive who they need to receive so you can receive who you need to receive. And, you know, making that conscious decision to continue to evolve within yourself and not become distracted and, you know, not keep connecting to people just to waste time. Like, yes, it's nice to get told that you're pretty or handsome. You're good. You're attractive. Yes, it's nice, you know, for the words of affirmation. Yes, it's nice to hang out with people. But at the end of the day, we have to make that conscious decision. When we want something bad enough, when you want something bad enough, you will make that conscious decision to say within yourself, okay, what are the things that I need to do to get to where I need to get to? Because this is overrated. This is dumb. This is stupid. And I'm tired of keep going through this mess. I'm tired of keep repeating the same cycle, you know, finding somebody, thinking they're attractive, conversation going good, conversation going well. And then something happens, it hits the ceiling. And I'm like, well, I'm still messing with this person. Then I have to cut them off and then I'm going through the cycle over and over again finding somebody they learning me I'm learning them the little the the mess basically like you have to make that conscious decision within yourself you know what bro like I'm I'm good I'm good I'm good I'm good (laughs) I'm good I'm straight I'm good I don't need no more friends no you can't be my friend I don't need no more friends I you know I say all the time we can talk a good game 
but it's a lot harder to do than speaking it. And I understand that because, you know, I was the friend that be like in the group, like, girl, yeah, he da 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 da. And I go straight back to him. Girl, yeah, he da 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 da. I go straight back to him. Oh, girl, you know, we made up, you know, um, she didn't mean to hurt my feelings. They didn't mean to hurt my feelings. We friends again, da 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 da. And then one day I had, like, I don't know, like, honestly, truthfully, I just been focusing on me and praying to God, you know, to work through me. And one day, a flip just switched in my brain, y'all. That That's how quick it happened for me. I don't know what happened. I don't know how to describe it. But the flip just switched. And I was like, I'm not going to tolerate no more, no more of this mess. I don't care who you are. I don't care if you're my mama, my daddy, my brother, my sister, my cousin, my friend, my next one. I don't care. Something in my head just flipped the switch. And I was like, I know my worth. Why am I tolerating this? Why? Can somebody explain to me why I'm tolerating this? Because I couldn't grasp my hand around that. I couldn't. And the moment when that flip of the switch happened for me, my eyes were open. And I know, and I know, and I know, and I know talking it and walking it, walking it can be harder than talking it. And some nights may seem in days harder than others. But we have to remember when we get to where we are getting to, when we are finally able to receive the person that God wants us to be connected with, everything else that happened leading up to that moment would just be a vague memory. And I'm not even kidding. Like, I'm being so desperate. Sometimes people from my past will be like, you remember da-da-da, dust and so? And I'm like, I'm not even trying to add new. I ain't trying to add fresh. I ain't trying to add brand. Like, I don't know what you talking about. <laughs> like, it's like God, when he flipped that switch, he erased certain things out of my recollection because I'm like, bro, I don't know what you talking about. But you know something I do remember? How back then... I used to trade in my peace for noise. I used to trade in my love for lust. And I used to trade in my faith for disobedience. And I don't want us to continue to trade in our peace for noise. I don't want us to continue to trade in our love for lust. And I definitely don't want us to trade in our faith for disobedience moving out of God's will. But the funny thing about it is he loves us well over enough that he will still protect us even when we doing this. But I don't want some things in life. You just know that you know that you know you ain't supposed to do. That's that common sense sector. So for me, I'm like, I'm already battling enough stuff that I could be doing that I know that I don't know that I'm be doing basically like that's that sinning knowingly and unknowingly type stuff. I want God to cover me for the unknowingly type stuff. If I know that I'm doing something wrong, let me stop it because I ain't trying to wake up my eyes in hell because I just want to live a good life. I want to, you know, make sure my mind is not only on God, but make sure my mind is having a good life for myself and stop trying to form, conform to the things of the world because the world can't do nothing for me. So, you know, we have to come to a point where we're not trading in nothing else. We're not doing a trade off. We're not trading in nothing else because it's unnecessary. And in the book of John, chapter 15, verse two, the NIV version, 
It says this, he cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit, while every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes. Prunes means the clean, so that it will be more fruitful. Lydia, why are you telling me this verse? I'm telling you this verse because God is going to remove anything or anyone out of your life in this moment, in this hour, in this season and forever that does not mean you any good, that only wants to bring harm to you. He's going to remove it. And guess what? He also said as he's removing, he's going to continue to keep and nurture the things that do mean you good so you can have a prosperous life. So the person that God has in store for every one of us will be spiritually, physically, emotionally, mentally, and financially, because love don't pay the bills. So financially as well, they will all be aligned when they are placed in our lives. You ain't going to ask them what they do, like simple conversation that you have with anybody. What do you, you know, what are your, what are your plans, you know, moving forward? Like, what are you, what do you see yourself in the next two years, five years, whatever? And they response is, um, I don't know. Somebody, someone who has intention on growing and bettering their sales in life, they have a plan. So if they can't tell you, that's a problem. That means they're not done being pruned. God's not done cleaning them yet. So when that person come into our life, every set they're in them will be aligned. I'm not saying they're going to be picture perfect, but they will be aligned in the season to be able to receive us. So we won't have to spend no more nights crying. We won't have to spend no more nights up tossing and turning in the bed because we trying to make it work with someone that's not equally yoked to us. So right now in the season, you may feel like, God is taking forever, forever. Like he moving too slow for you. But think about it past tense. Think about when you needed God to move on the situation for you and it was taking forever. But when it happened, when it finally came to pass, it was the right season and the right time for you to receive your blessing. It's not that God wants us to play a waiting game and make us feel like he's not there and he's not listening. He wants you to play the waiting game because he wants you to be able to receive something to its fullest. If you eat a banana before it's fully yellow, that junk gonna taste nasty. It's gonna, it's not done. It's not done. If you eat any fruit before it's full maturity, it's gonna taste nasty because it's not done. And God wants to give us fruit that's matured. God wants to give us fruit that is sweet to our spirit, sweet to our bones. He wants to do that for us. And that just goes for anything. It doesn't have to just be relationship centered. I'm just, you know, talking about relationships because some of us have been single for a long time. Some of us may feel like, you know, there's nobody out there for us. And at this point, I might as well just deal with bro. I might as well just deal with sis. But at the end of the day, you don't have to. Because God is going to bless us in anything and everything that we stretch forth our hands to do in life that's in the goodness of his will. And he's going to continue to keep pruning us. He's going to continue to keep cleaning us. He's going to continue to keep pruning our person, cleaning our person. So the person that is ordained for us will be able to love us 
unconditionally. We'll be able to have our backs spiritually. It's not like you're going to beg T for somebody to pray with you. It's not going to be you begging T for somebody to read the Bible with you. It's not going to be you begging T, begging somebody to come to church with you. They're going to want to do those things because they want to do them. They're not going to do them because you had to ask them. It's going to be a genuineness behind it. And then on top of that, sometimes things do hit the ceiling and you may go through the hardest of hearts in life, but they will be your peace in the middle of the storm. They're not going to add on to the stress. They're not going to add on to your issues. They're not going to add on to your insecurities. They're not going to add on more hurt and trauma and pain to your life. They will bring you that peace. And you will be that peace for them because you have been pruned or, you know, you could not be single and you could be with someone who is not equally yoked to you. But you're staying with this person because you're comfortable. Y'all known each other for years and it's the longevity behind the relationship. And honestly, you don't feel like starting over and all this other stuff and yada, yada, yada. But please don't let that be your sole excuse on top of all the other excuses to stay. Why do you want to spend more years with a person that's not willing to better themselves? It's giving begging energy. That's what it's giving. I'm sorry. It's giving begging energy. You're begging a woman. You're begging a man to commit to you rather than just starting over. Like, please treat me right. Please do this. Please do that. You know how I feel. You know, no, no, no. And vice versa. Dudes, you know, some dudes, they will openly say what how they feel and say how they say. But if they've been in so many relationships that nobody ain't listening to them, eventually they just ain't going to say much no more. So it's like one of those days... It's giving begging energy. Baby, I don't have to beg nobody to be in my life. Nobody. Maybe in the past when I didn't know my worth and I didn't see the full potential that I have. But currently, I don't beg. If you want to leave, that go to the door. Wow, you finna be like that? Yeah, because I'm not finna beg you to stay in my life if you don't want to stay. I'm not finna beg you to treat me right if you don't have intentions on doing so. I'm not finna beg you to not make me look like a fool in front of everybody. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? It's giving begging energy. So I'm not going to keep begging a man to commit to me. And you shouldn't keep begging a man to commit to you. You shouldn't be continue to beg a woman to commit to you. Because at the end of the day, people who genuinely, honestly care about you and love you, they will. They will. And that's what we forget. We be settling for the bare minimum of nothingness. People who honestly, genuinely love you and care about you, they will. It's not going to be you begging this person to hang out with you. You begging this person to put a ring on your finger. You begging, you begging, you begging. It ain't going to be no begging. This person going to be like, oh, I just thought about you. I wanted to give you this. Or I was just thinking about you, so I wanted to call you. Or the little things that we say little things but are big things. The big things matter so as much as the little things matter. The holding the doors, the making sure I'm safe, the calling, the checking in, and vice versa. The little slash big things matter. So stop giving that begging energy. You shouldn't have to beg nobody to be in your life, regardless if it's a relationship, whatever. Stop begging. Don't dim your light. Don't minimize who you are and don't stay in a situation that you can get yourself out of by just asking God to remove you and it will happen. 
And when we decide to focus on ourselves and change for the better, not change so we can get a husband or a wife, we're not focusing on that. We're just changing in general. And as we're changing and as we're evolving into the best version of ourselves that we can be, God will place that person in your life because he will notice that you're ready. God will place those resources in your life because he knows that you're ready. God will give you the gifts of the land because you are now ready to receive the gifts of the land versus when he would have gave it to you in your mess and you would have been able to cultivate it and nurture it and for it to grow so it can be an everlasting blessing to you not just a temporary one so yes we're going to wait yes it can get boring it can get tiresome it can get lame (laughs) it could be for the birds it could be like god are you serious at this point like currently in this moment right now you know how good it would be for me to be in a relationship like currently right now in this moment like do you not see what i've been doing do you not see the work i've been putting in like i've really been working on myself do you not see right now i could be in a relationship like don't you see it and god's like i do see it but i'm not gonna give you something that's not ready for you to receive Cause I know there's men out there. I have spoken to them, man, all these girls out here, they for the streets. No, it's just not your season and your time to receive the person that God has for you. Continue to, you know, do the things to better yourself and she will come and vice versa for us women. We stop messing with these dudes out here. Eventually (laughs) our man will come. And I had to realize that. I said, you know what, let me take a step back. And honestly, I'm just been chilling. Like, I know it's like, nah, you got somebody on your phone. Nah, bro, I just been chilling. Now, it may be somebody in my phone that I just honestly, obliviously, like, I just don't know. But I'm chilling. I'm out of my business. So when God is ready to send me my husband, it ain't going to be no ifs, ands, or buts. And, like, I'm trying to validate why I'm talking to this person. This person my friend, but I know this person is attracted to me and this person been trying to get with me type energy. Like, no, like, I don't have nothing. I ain't got nobody. Do you got somebody? Because I feel like energy should be reciprocated. Don't be getting on me about who I got in my face and you still talking to people that I know won't shoot. So it's like one of those things of like the reciprocation of equality, just knowing and trusting and believing as God is pruning us, he's preparing us for the better things in life. And we have to step out on that. And we can't wait for somebody to give us a reason to do that. We can't wait for somebody. Well, that's like, you know, when you want to lose weight, but you don't want to start losing weight until you have a gym buddy. At the end of the day, if you ain't got no partner to do it, you know, in your mind and minds, you want to get it done. So it's like one of those things. If I don't have nobody do it with me, I'm going to do it myself. And that's what God wants you to do. He wants you to understand you don't have to wait on somebody to agree with what you got going on. You don't have to wait for somebody to say, I'll do it with you. No, do it yourself because you are the original. You are the only person who can make it happen. You are the only person that this situation is specifically given to. So you have to say within yourself, am I going to wait on somebody to do it or as me being the original, am I going to step out on it and I'm going to continue to put my work in so I can receive everything that God has promised to me? Just think about that. 
We need to learn to stop waiting on people. Because I used to be that person. Well, I'm not going to do it unless so-and-so do it. Now, when I do stuff, y'all, I just do it. I just do it. If you want to join, cool, fine. I ain't got no problems with it. But now, lately, I'm like, I'm not finna go ask 20 million people, do they want to hang out with me? Do they want to do this with me? Do they want to do that? I'm going to just do it myself because I'm confident within myself to know I can do it myself. And that's on what? Period. You want to know why? Because I'm the original. Baby, you the original. It's a lot of copies, okay? A lot of people will try to copy you, but you are the original. So remember that. We are the originals. Period. <laughs> well, enough has been said for some takeaways, of course. Hmm. And, you know, for us to finally recognize our worth and we, we're just worthy because we are kings and queens, kings and queens in Christ. I don't know why my words be trying to get tongue tied on me like that, but we are kings and queens in Christ. That is our birthright. That is what God has been telling to us time and time and time and time again. You don't deserve the bare minimum so stop selling for it because we are worth more than that (laughs) like literally we are bigger than that and we're worth greater than that there's more out there for us and yes sometimes because we're so used to certain areas and environments we can't see the greater but that's the good thing about god god can see the greater god can see our worth god can see everything past 10 feet, 20 feet, 20 million feet. He sees it all. So he knows what is in store for us. So we have to stop settling for the bare minimum and just wait. But enough of that. I love you guys. I really do. And if no one has told you that today, you hearing it from me. I really, 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 really love you. I can sing for real. Don't play me. I can sing for real, but I ain't gonna sing for real. And God loves you. Okay, I love you and God loves you. If you enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to like, share your respectful thoughts in the comment section because I love to hear from you guys. Share slash tag a friend because you know you want somebody else to tune into the goodness of this episode. And make sure your post notifications are turned on so you can be notified when the next episode drops. Even though I post weekly, don't just assume Turn on your post notifications so you know when my next episode drop. Plus, keep up with my YouTube channel, Lydia's Chronicles, by subscribing, liking, and commenting so I know that you have found me. And all of my socials will be linked in the description box so you don't have to worry about, I don't know how to find her. All of my socials are down there. I only have an Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. So if you see a Twitter or something else out there, bruh, that ain't me. I don't have that. I'm telling you, I don't have it. But other than that, this is your sister, friend, cousin, daughter, next door neighbor, and homie, Lydia, signing off until we meet again. P.S. We must always remember the end game on here is to grow, to be the best version of ourselves mentally, physically, emotionally, and spiritually with who? With God. And a little pizzazz of financially on that too, because God, we need our pockets to be thick with that money and your glory as well. <laughs> I love you, SBCs. And until we meet again, bye.